Hi friends, thanks for tuning in to In Other News, a random podcast about stuff. The kind of stuff you think about every day. Or at least some days. Here's the setup. Once upon a time, three young guys worked together to deliver news and weather from a local TV station. Today, they're a little older, a little wiser, and they're back to discuss the things that really matter. And a few things that don't. Thanks for listening. Now here's Axel, Joe, and Adam. Hi, everyone, and welcome to the first ever In Other News podcast with Axel, Joe, and Adam. We are delighted that you have joined us today uh, for our inaugural podcast. We're not exactly sure what we're doing here, uh, but we are going to learn as we go along, and we hope that we are going to share a great slice of life with you. Um, Seems fitting that we start off with some introductions of of who you're hearing. maybe someday who you're seeing, but for now, who you're hearing and who you're listening to. And uh, we're going to go around, we're, we're three friends, and we're going to go around and introduce each other, uh, hopefully in a little bit of a clever way that, that might bring a smile to your face or, or make you learn a little bit about us that, that makes you want to continue to listen. And uh, I guess, Axel, you drew the, the first straw for your introduction, and you and I are talking, aren't we? That is correct. Hey, everybody. Oh, I'm introducing you. <laughs> <laughs> This is Good how they go. The first po- podcast, yes. All right, um, Adam. A few questions for you. In your past life, words like partly cloudy or mostly sunny were part of your frequent vocabulary. Tell us about that. Tell you about that. So I, uh, you know, Axel, I had always wanted to be a meteorologist since I was five. I drew weather maps on the refrigerator, and believe it or not, I accomplished that. I got my degree in meteorology came to work in small town television and then realized that the hours and the pay just didn't add up. (laughs) So it was my early life career uh, and my lifelong dream to be a meteorologist. And we should mention, isn't that how you met your better half too? Or she saw you that way? Well, sort of. I mean, we met, uh, we met online and, Interestingly, I was reluctant to tell her who I was because I thought I was a big celebrity and I needed to protect my identity. Uh, So she got a pretty good laugh when I finally did reveal myself. Turns out I wasn't the celebrity that I thought I was. But she's still with you. She's still with me. 20 years. We just celebrated 20 years. That is awesome. Well, hey, and so, you know, I follow you guys' life a little bit here on Facebook and elsewhere, and you guys are very budget conscious, which I admire. You're almost a role model, and something stood out to me. Maybe a couple of years ago, you guys did this uh, extremely budget conscious trip on with a camper, and I think it didn't even cost you 10 bucks, right? <laughs> oh, yeah, the RV trip. Uh, the Brazes... So generally, you have to understand this about the braises. We like to do things the hard way. Like if there's a hard way to do things, uh, that's typically the path that we take. But we got this amazing deal on an RV relocation, and it was a dollar a day, and we had 2,500 miles to put on this RV. So we picked it up at the factory. It was brand new. We loaded the kids up. We drove through South Dakota, through Wyoming, Um, I think we may have even uh, inadvertently entered Montana for a little bit uh, and then uh, ended up in Colorado uh, where we dropped it off. And uh, we had just an amazing time and great memories. 
until we tried to uh, figure out how to fit everything in the RV into a compact car uh, that we had rented to drive home, uh, which was a little bit tight. But I, we have tried to do that deal again, Axel, and you just, it's not available anymore. Wow. And this was a brand new RV. Brand new RV, 34 foot Winnebago. I think it was called a mini Winnie. Wow. Um, we felt like we were champions on the open road. It's on my bucket list. Would you do it again? I would. I, I don't know if my kids would. It was very <laughs> nostalgic. It was, it's one of those things that you feel like, you know, when I, when I grew up, um, my grandpa had an RV and I remember riding in the RV and sleeping on the bunk and our kids got to do that. And so I thought it would be like this very like, you know, cool memory for them. And they're kind of like, mm, you know, <laughs> driving 13 hours a day wasn't the best trip. They would probably do it again, but only because I wanted them to. In 20 years, they'll, they'll think about it differently. <laughs> exactly. Well, hey, speaking of kids, uh, you have a few. And last week you went through an emotional roller. Well, that's true. <laughs> uh, but last week you went uh, through an emotional roller coaster that many, many parents are going through this time of year because you had to uh, send off one of yours. We did, yeah. Our oldest uh, off to college. Interestingly, off to college, but as a junior, right? So she uh, did two years of college as a as a high school student. So she had junior status, but, but first time out of the house. And, and uh, you know, that I will tell you that week leading up to drop off, that that's painful, man. Uh, uh, but she has great roommates. She's going to a great university. She was ready to launch. I was, you know, um, and, and she's she's ready to be an adult, um, you know. But but it's change. It's change for her little sister, uh, for her brother, for mom, for dad, and even the dog seems to mope around a little <laughs> bit more uh, this week at the house. And it, but it sounds like it's not too far away, right? You guys can. No, she's only drive. an hour away. Yeah, we're, uh, you know, she's uh, she's in the big city, as we would say. There you go. Awesome. Well, let's go back to your past a little bit more here. When someone says the word Shark Tank, do you think <laughs> of a TV show or something else? Oh, man. <laughs> this came from O'Keefe, didn't it? This, came, it this may is a have joke been, question, may isn't have been. it? I've only known you, you for, what, 10 years, so I had to get a little assist here. <laughs> there used to be a place uh, in, in our town. Uh, it was torn down to build a freeway, uh, but it was called uh, the Smiling Moose. Is that what it was, Joe? The Smiling Moose. Uh, and you could go and you could get a, a, a drink. This was actually when I drank, uh, which is like, you know, 20 years ago, and I didn't even drink that much. But uh, you could go and you could get a shark tank, which was... I don't know what, what it was, honestly, other than I know that there was grenadine that came in a plastic shark that you would pour into the drink. Uh, you know, I suppose that I, now that I think about it, I suppose that resembled like a shark attack blood or something like that. Uh, <laughs> did you keep all the sharks or did, did you have to? I, I kept a couple of sharks. I may have a shark <laughs> in a box in my basement, actually. Uh, uh, it tasted pretty good. I got to say that they had good burgers there too. That was, that was kind of a hangout for the, uh, for the newsies. There you go. And you just mentioned uh, this was in your hometown. And speaking of it, uh, I hear that you were um, given a little bit of an honor late last year because of your involvement around there. Right. 
I, th I think you've exceeded five questions, Axel. But that uh, is the final one. I I am very privileged to to be honored with Citizen of the Year. Cool. Uh, which is a it is a high honor. It's actually it's it's kind of cool. It's the thing that I love about small towns. And Axel, you live in a small town, and you know the town that I live in is like you know it's a little more than five people uh so you know maybe the award will rotate around uh again but but it was a cool honor i you know i love small towns because you can be engaged and you can actually make change and and axel you've probably seen that i know i've seen that been a part of the parks committee here been a part of planning and zoning and and that's what i love about small towns you can just engage and you can do uh amazing things uh and meet new people and uh you know i I can't, I can't ever say that I expected to be citizen of the year in any town. And and here's the good news: the award certificate that I got is not dated, uh, <laughs> so so I may be citizen of the year every year. That's uh, true. Is how it plays out. All you need is a sharpie. All I need is a sharpie. Exactly. <laughs> For a Very while, cool. it was on the refrigerator. I think it uh, disappeared after about a day. <laughs> Maybe so. your son borrowed it. <laughs> yeah, probably <laughs> something like that. All right, well, uh, there we have it, Adam Brace. Little whirl, whirlwind of of uh, of Adam and and Axel. Uh, we should probably talk about how we how we came to know each other, right? Yes, we should. I'm trying to remember. I think that was. Uh, we don't even know. We don't even know how we met. Well, I, I, you know, we, all of us have that TV background, and uh, I think at the time. I think I got in touch with you over emails uh, to do help me schedule some interviews. I think that was our very first uh, contact, somewhat twenty years ago or something like that. Here's what you need to know about Axel. Axel is a class act, and <laughs> uh, and uh, and I'm not kidding. Uh, I mean, just really uh, a kind person. Um, and and I remember uh, Joe and I had had gotten a job at the largest employer in the community and uh and and we were you you were interested uh in coming there and so made the connection and uh we really hit it off and uh and uh i mean axel your character i think uh, anybody would have been a fool not to hire you and so <laughs> uh after after a lengthy process we came to our senses and and you you joined the dynamic team. So. But do you remember how you paid me back for with all this praise? You awarded me one of the worst donuts I've ever had in this <laughs> job in this job interview that we had. I do not remember that. Very memorable. <laughs> the worst in donut. Fact, Joe, Joe was the one who warned me uh, before I bit into it that it's not going to be a good donut that you had gotten the cafeteria, I believe. <laughs> Well, Joe would know a good donut, so I, I trust him. So, huh? I'm going to have to go back and rewind that memory. That sounds like a good one. <laughs> so, I, I get to introduce uh, the third part of our uh, dynamic trio here. Uh, a good friend, Joe. Uh, Joe and I. Joe and I have been uh, friends for longer than I have been married. I think uh, we we figured it out, Joe. We have essentially worked together and been friends for what 20 we're going on 24 years yeah. or something yeah. like that 24 uh, that sounds right uh and um and and we've kind of we've we've followed each other in television uh and then we both went our separate ways in education for a while and then 
uh, came together again uh, for a long, long time uh, in in an entirely different career field. And so uh, Joe probably knows too much about me. Uh, and dangerously for him, I know a fair amount about him, which should make this uh, kind of entertaining. So Joe, this this has to start off because, you know, being a former meteorologist, as Axel introduced me. So you, I had to ask this question, you are a tornado survivor. And I am curious, what's your most vivid memory of that day? That's a good question. So the uh, most vivid memory of that day would be uh, when the tornado actually hit. It was 12.50 a.m. Central Time on June 8th, 1984. Um, The power had just gone out following a big clap of thunder and a bolt of lightning hit very near our home. It was uh, me and my family. At the time, I was probably 14 Back then, yeah, about 14. And so, um, yeah, just about ready to go into my freshman year of high school. So anyway, um, yeah, the power was out. Everything was quiet. The whole family was up. And we just were talking about, you know, waiting for the storm to blow by. It got very quiet. And all of a sudden, the wind started to pick up faster and faster and faster. And we just all kind of looked at each other and said, should we go to the basement? And we just silently agreed we're going to the basement and made a run for it as the house started shaking and the windows started breaking and stuff started flying in that made it down the stairs just in time before everything went past that was the that was definitely the scariest moment of my life yeah and uh, probably a memory that's etched in your memory forever i'm guessing the way you described it if you know the exact time and day wow (laughs) um but joe so so that's the that's kind of the, uh, the, you know, emotional memory. So the other questions are easier. I promise that. So you are, Joe, you are a shareholder in a company that returns no profits to you. Why? Why no profits or why am I a shareholder in a venture like that? Well, the, I suppose that you could answer either one. Well, it comes down to uh, civic pride and uh, got to support the team. So, yes, I am a Packers shareholder. My wife is a Packers shareholder. My son is a Packers shareholder. Well, you're going to retire on that profit? <laughs> of zero what? cents? Yeah. It, well, it doesn't what, uh, appreciate or depreciate. So there you go. Good investment. The real question is, where are you on the waiting list for, uh, for your seats? So my son is in the, well, we haven't got our latest update. My son is, should be in the upper 50s, low 60,000 range. And then I'm on a separate list for uh, what's called the club seats at Lambeau. And so I'm about. Ooh, that's those sound expensive. They are. So I'm about ten or 11,000 away from the top of that list. And I've only moved up and when you, uh, maybe 500 spots so far. So when you get there, are you going to get a third mortgage on the house to pay for that? <laughs> well, by then, this house will be paid off. Uh, the boy will probably be through college. It'll be touch and go. And, you know, it's either a cabin or uh, club seats at the Packers. So that's the that's the trade right there. Nice. Thanks. Joe, you own a Subaru, which is not exactly uh, what I would consider a manly car. Why not drive a truck? <laughs> <laughs> 
uh, because uh, the garage of this home is not big enough to house the current modern day uh, four door pickup trucks that are out there. Uh, the Subaru purchase was uh, my wife was in charge of that one. She, we, I had the whole plan drawn out of how we we're going to test drive a Toyota and maybe a Ford. And first stop was the Subaru dealer. She got behind the wheel uh, and we took it on a test drive. And she said, this is the one we're going to buy. All right. So much for the rest of the day. We got that figured out. So um, yes, we are owners of a Subaru. And I will say that it, it has been a very reliable, dependable car and has a surprising amount of um, pickup in its uh, engine for a four-cylinder. Whatever you need to tell yourself, buddy. <laughs> if only the previous owner of that house had built a bigger garage. Yeah. Anyway, um, so Joe, uh, one of the things that I am super impressed about you is you are an expert at useless knowledge. Uh, and you're older than me, which makes it even more remarkable, these uh, facts and pieces of uh, seemingly uh, wisdom that just roll out of your mouth. So um, what kind of useless knowledge that would be helpful today do you have in your back pocket? Ooh, that's a good question. Um, useless knowledge of the day. Well, everything's kind of useless when you get down to it. Um how about the fact that Paul Horning scored 176 points, an NFL record at the time back in 1960? Although I didn't yeah, say that from yeah. memory. That's on my Packers day calendar, which is sitting right next to me as we record this. Sorry. <laughs> nice. Nice. <laughs> hey, Joe, you were also a reporter. Um, do you have a favorite story? Favorite or memorable? I'm trying to think favorite. So, um, oh, it's, yeah, it's... I suppose reporters don't always cover favorite stories. There, there are some that are memorable. I'll, I'll give you, I'll let you answer either one. So, um, I'll, I'll do both. So, memorable was when I had first started out, um, I got assigned to interview a woman who had uh, a pet grackle, those little, those black birds that you see out in the wild or out around just like a crow it's smaller than a crow it's a grackle its name was squawky and she had squawky uh living with her in a cage at the house uh they found him in the street the kids found him in the street one day and they brought him inside uh had him for oh at least 15 16 years and so um yeah i gotta sign this story and i just had fun with it uh told a bunch of jokes uh made light of it and uh, that was certainly one of the most memorable ones when i always think of squawky the grackle sometimes uh, favorite story um well that's a tough one you know I, I as a sports fan i got to interview my childhood hero paul molitor on his first game with the twins uh that was a thrill to be able to talk to him i got to talk to kirby tuckett when they were trying to build twin stadium um yeah just uh, lots of good memories uh, from some of the stories I got to cover. So you've rubbed elbows with some of the bigs. I never got to do that as a meteorologist. I think I got to wash a cow once at the county fair, but I never <laughs> got to meet Kirby Puckett. Hey, Joe, I have one last uh, bonus question. <clears throat> it's a tough one. Have you ever thrown a bratwurst onto the roof of another building? I knew this was coming. Uh, the answer is... <laughs> For, for clarity, the answer is, have I thrown it on the roof of another building? No. 
Did I attempt it? Yes. <laughs> Why would anyone do that? So uh, someone had a cookout, someone on this podcast back in the day, and we had a leftover bratwurst, and we were getting to set to go out on the town. And so I thought I could fling it on top of the business roof that was next door. I shouldn't have flung it like a boomerang. I should have thrown it like a football. I think it would have made it. Axel's German. I bet he knows how to throw a bratwurst. <laughs> what I want to know is, did the bratwurst come back at you and hit you in the head? No, it broke <laughs> off when I flipped it up there. It broke in half. It was like, oh, oh well, let's go out. <laughs> uh, thanks, Joe. <laughs> All right. Well, now it's my turn. I get to talk to Axel and introduce him a bit. So you, you kind of teased a little bit uh, in your conversations about what I was going to touch base with you on, Axel. But All right. um, with, you are not a native-born Minnesotan. You uh, came to this country as part of a study abroad program. Why did you want to do a study abroad, abroad program when you were younger? And so, why the U.S.? Why the U.S.? Well, I was... Uh, so I'm from Germany, I should clarify. And... Uh, in my hometown, which is Worms, on the Rhine River, my father used to own a pharmacy that was located right across a U.S. Army base. And so all these American soldiers would come in and buy their aspirin and all their medications. And little Axel was there quite a bit, and he was very impressed. And the, and the Americans would bring little Axel all this American candy. And uh, so i that's how my... That was my first American experience, uh, Pop Rocks to be exact. It was uh, quite the experience to have something in my mouth that would move around. And so over time, my dad became friends with a lot of these soldiers. And um, then at one point he was at a uh, convention, a pharmacy, a pharmaceutical convention and um, met another an American pharmacist. And to this day, uh, our family is great friends with this, uh, this American uh, pharmacist family. And so that led to one thing or one thing led to another. And I, um, I don't know, we started visiting America for vacations. And then the idea formed that I should or would like to uh, go to college here. Well, first came the high school exchange, which sort of, which sort of manifested my love for this country. And uh, then came the decision to go to college. And if it wasn't for um, meeting who's now my wife, I would probably be back in Germany right now. But here I am, some... 18 years later, found my love with a girl in South Dakota, and here we are. You mentioned your hometown of Worms. How big was your hometown being there next to the U.S. Air Force or U.S. military base? And then what uh, what size was it? And then what attracted you to small town living like uh, where you're <laughs> living right now? Well, so my hometown is about 80,000 people. So, you know, pretty it's a it's a nice size city, I guess. Um, I don't know that anything in particular um, drew me to um, sort of country living or my, my hometown now has 900, 900 people. But um, I think it was just to lay the land, you know, um, as you know, when you start out in the TV business, you start out in a smaller market and usually smaller markets are surrounded by even smaller towns. And one of them just kind of um, felt really good to be part of. And um, I love it. Lots of volunteers around here and um, love being involved to an extent that I probably could not do it in a bigger town. So the sense of community is really what not only attracted me to my small hometown, but also to this country. Very cool. Well, um, 
you came, uh, like you said, you, you worked in small markets in TV. So tell me about what was your finest day in TV? My finest day in TV is when I um, managed to contact a blogger who would go around public bathrooms and rank, rank them, the toilets, the facilities. <laughs> and I read that and I said, this guy has to come to our uh, station and work with us. So I called him up. He said, sure enough, I'll come down. He drove 90 minutes that same day to meet up with me. We visited a bunch of public bathrooms around town. He ranked them all. The guy was hilarious. And I did probably my favorite story ever in my, in my TV career. <laughs> that's awesome that was your that was your finest day that was my not finest the, day not the day that you were shuttling uh, news celebrities to the state fair that... well that 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 comes in a close second but the fact that i managed to and the reason i did this story is because it happened to be world toilet day that is a thing <laughs> that is a thing very cool all right well okay so you were in tv for uh, how many years total Axel, between oh your... about uh, about uh, twelve years. Okay, then why did you choose to get out? Well, you know, it was a lifestyle question, I think, and I still remember in great detail my my. So I have four kids. My oldest daughter, so my first daughter, was born. Oh, um, so this would have been about ten years ago, and we were sitting in the backyard that following summer. She was six months old. It's a Saturday night. It was my first fire ever. And I just loved it. I thought, this is it. Family life. I'm in America. I love it. It was 10 o'clock on that Saturday night. And my boss called the news director and said, hey, the hardware store is burning down in the neighboring town. You got to go and do a live shot for the 10 o'clock or for the, or I guess 10 o'clock news was over, but we did a cut in later on that night. And of course, you don't say no, because as a TV reporter or any reporter, you just go when there are stories. So I left the house and, you know, I did my thing, but on the way there and I didn't get back till four in the morning. And I thought to myself, if I would like to focus on family, build a family, I can't do this. I need to look something that's more nine to five ish, at least in the interim. And um, that's how I met you guys. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. The rest is history. All right. Yep. And then a, a lighter question, like you said, born and raised in Germany. What's the fastest you've ever driven on the Autobahn? <laughs> I knew this might come. I would, so first of all, I should clarify is everyone says there are no speed limits in Germany. That is not true. I would argue 80, if not 90% of all Autobahns have speed limits. The speed limit is somewhere on 85 or 90 miles an hour. I, I think my fastest one was probably in miles, 110 miles an hour. That's when the steering wheel started shaking and that was with a old Volkswagen. So I didn't dare to go any faster. And it was my dad's car, not my own. So I didn't want to risk it, but it's, uh, I, I miss that. I mean, I, you know, here in America, you guys have these wide, wide interstates, straight, straight, straight. And I'm thinking, why can I not go more than 75 or 80? <laughs> so just go to South Dakota, man. That's well, you know, we go there frequently. So when we hit the border, I'm off. So, so now that uh, folks know a little bit about us, we should probably talk about why, why us in a podcast, what we hope to accomplish. And this was 
this was actually something that came together uh, over the summer um, of 2020, right? So uh, that means COVID's around. Everybody's doing a uh, either they're doing a podcast or they're baking sourdough bread, and and so that was that was what kind of led to uh, to a decision on my part. Either I need to either I need to make some sourdough bread or I need to think about how we might put together a podcast and actually my wife and daughter said you guys should do a podcast and, and she specifically mentioned you two uh, as co-host probably because she knew that I could not do a podcast on my own that would be uh, entertaining to anyone so um, so that's what launched this plan and and I actually didn't think that you guys would uh, would bite on it uh, uh, and suddenly here we are and so now I actually have to think about oh well what would we what would we say that anybody would want to listen to and and I've thought a lot about this over the over the summer months and the reality is that I think it you know our our the name of our podcast is in other news and and I just think that there's so much um, going on in the world that leaves us wondering like what is happening is is uh, you know has the world gone mad uh, are these the end times uh, that that there are moments of levity uh, that that people can bring uh, to others, and so that's what we hope to do: is just perhaps uh, talk about some of the lighter side of things, uh, maybe with a little bit of humor infused in it, um, and maybe a few tips along the way. And and honestly, for me, it's it's uh, doing it uh, with two very very good friends, and probably more importantly, even. Uh, two very good men uh uh and so so i'm excited about this adventure however long it lasts even if it ends here in 20 minutes and we never do another one <laughs> well i adam i agree because i think one of the things we t- talked about in our pre-discussion was that you know we're all in different places and especially now during this pandemic we are you know primarily working from home and it's hard to stay in touch and so if nothing else if no one cares about us, about this podcast, the three of us will probably still get a lot out of it, which I love. Yeah, and I'll build on to that too. Uh, why getting involved with this one? Um, my family says I need a hobby. And so this is a good diversion for, for <laughs> us, for all of us, I think. Um, again, like Axel said, it's it's good to stay in touch with you both. This was a reason to to jump into this. Um, we don't see each other in the hallways as much anymore. Uh, at least we haven't for the past four five, six months. So um, yeah, this is a great diversion. Um, uh, I think we are relatable. Uh, we're all dads. Granted, we all work for the same company, but we're all dads. We all are in Minnesota. We all have different backgrounds. Uh, where we're at now is not our hometown. Uh, we're living in um uh, a different part of the world than where we grew up. And um, another reason I wanted to do this podcast is that we could be entertaining and like I said, relatable and maybe make others feel better about themselves or laugh, have a laugh while they laugh at us and maybe laugh at themselves too. (laughs) We certainly will. (laughs) (laughs) Maybe our wives. Yeah. Axel, uh, you know, we, uh, as we talked about this, uh, there, there was, well, first of all, there were hours and hours and hours of production planning that have gone into this. And I'm sure that uh, our listeners can feel that uh, and, 
and how well flowing this is and how well developed it is. Uh, but but you had this idea from the very beginning of, of a way that we would wrap things up. And so uh, take it away, Axel. Sure thing. So one of my favorite things are lightning round questions. And I'm, I listen to a few podcasts and it seems to be that a lot of podcasts end on that note, whether it's two people talking or five, there always seems to be that quick hitting lightning round to to kind of kick us out of the show. And uh, so I thought we would try that tonight. I have 10 questions compiled. Each one of Ten you gets questions. Yes. Each one of you gets five. They're all different questions. And you have to order you have to answer them without thinking much. If you think more than three seconds, then you're you're that's not happening. So and your answer <laughs> should be your your answer should be just as short. Let's say no more than 10 or 15 seconds. No. Are you ready to give this a try? Is there a penalty? So each one of us gets five. So who starts, or do we alternate? Well, let's go. We'll go. Uh, we'll go back and forth. We'll. Uh, we'll. Uh, is there a prize out. for the winner? Is there? Is there right or wrong? Um, uh, a Shark Tank. <laughs> 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 they don't exist anymore. <laughs> Sadly, they don't. All right, let's kick it okay. off. Let's pretend there's some fancy lightning round music. Joel, what is your favorite feature on your cell phone? Uh, well, besides the podcast feature, I would say the notes feature because I'm always writing notes myself to, to remember as I go and do my shopping. Very good. Adam, when was the last time you cooked something and what was it? Oh, um, I like to, uh, I like to cook, believe it or not. Uh, I grilled out uh, burgers, I think was the last thing that I made. <laughs> thought you'd say sourdough bread. <laughs> I should. I, I have been looking for a 900-year-old starter, so. <laughs> Joel, are you a pool guy or a lake guy? Ooh, I prefer the lake. Very good. Adam, what is your biggest learning from the pandemic so far? Getting serious here. Gosh, yeah. Uh, oh, that, um, you know, it isn't so bad to have that time with your family uh, and, and I think it's good to hit the pause to be able to be forced into that. Awesome. I love it. Joe, next one's for you. When was the last time you wrote a card or note to someone and to whom? I probably, well, let's see, wrote a card. Um, it'd probably be my uh, anniversary. So it'd be to my wife, uh, just a month ago. Very cool. Adam, you're going to turn on the TV later. What are you going to watch? Uh, right now I have been into watching American Pickers for some reason. Really? My wife loves that show. I need to I don't know why. It. I, I don't know why I got hooked <laughs> on it, but I, I've been watching it almost every night. I don't even oh. like old junk. I got to put it on my list now. That's two people I know who love it. <laughs> <laughs> Joe, what's your favorite sport? I'll go football. All right. Yeah, easy enough. Go Packers, right? You got it. Uh, Adam, chocolate or vanilla? Oh, vanilla. Vanilla? I well, wait. Be... Are, were you talking about ice cream or were you talking about cake or were you talking uh, about... There, there is a difference. You decide. Well, <laughs> if it's cake, you got to go chocolate. If it's ice cream, you got to go vanilla. That's fair because you can combine them too. <laughs> yeah. Joe, what's your favorite candy? We'll go with Reese's Peanut Butter Cups. Oh, you guys with your peanut butter. <laughs> that is one. So I got to interrupt here. This is one of those crazy American things I cannot get used to. Peanut butter, peanut 
candy to stop it. It's not good. <laughs> it dries out my mouth. I can't talk. It's but everybody loves it except me. Uh, Adam, final question for you. Rate this podcast on a scale from one to ten. What do you mean, rate like? Are we awesome? Yes, eleven. <laughs> Will anybody listen? I don't know. Smart answer. I don't know. <laughs> We're, we'll aspire for 10 over time. That's all I got. You can uh, hit me up next time. Fun. Those were good questions. Yeah, nice so I think I had the harder questions and Joe's got the easy questions. So, <laughs> uh, so we'll take turns at doing this, uh, doing this lightning round thing that Axel has started here. It'll be a hallmark of our, of our podcast. And, I think that uh, that brings us to the end. I feel like uh, I, f I feel a little bit like Mister Rogers, you know, at the end when he like, you know, I don't, I can't even remember what does he say. He said, "What does he say, Joe?" Oh boy, goodbye, friends. Yeah, some yeah. See you real soon or something. Yeah. No, that was the Mickey Mouse Club. Anyway, yeah, he said goodbye. Yeah. Thank yeah. You. Anyway, I'll be back. Uh, either way, it's. <laughs> This has been a lot of fun, you guys, and and we hope that uh, everybody who's listening uh, has found a little bit of enjoyment. Maybe there's been a smile along the way that's brightened your day, and if if that's all it is, uh, uh, we're appreciative of that. And so, uh, until next time, uh, goodbye, everyone. See you all. Be safe. Be well. <laughs>